0: hey everybody it's amanda welcome or welcome back to the parkridge presby podcast the message podcast of parkridge presbyterian church in parkridge illinois we would love for you to experience a sunday morning with us or you can always connect with us on social media we are parkridge presby on instagram facebook and youtube we hope this message inspires your faith to make a difference for you every day Okay, so I need to set some expectations at the outset of this message because I want to make sure that everybody understands that what I'm about to share about uh, from the teaching of Jesus does not give anyone to be uh, permission or encouragement to be in an abusive relationship. Jesus does not want you to be in abusive relationship of any kind, whether that's a marital one or whether that's a, with a family member or a friend or a coworker or a supervisor. There is never a place for that in your life. And Jesus and the teachings in the scriptures never give permission for that, okay? Just make that clear. So if you're in one of those kind of situations, you need to get out of it, you need to get help from the police, or you need to escalate it at work and make sure that you are safe. And if you need help with any of that, you come let me know. All right, so now that we got that very important and hard thing into the context of what we're going to talk about, we can move forward with this particular week's message. Now if you're joining us for this week's message and you're coming into this series that we've been doing, we've been talking about the fact that Jesus teaches us a lot of things that are full of truth and then they're full of dare. In contrast to the game like we've been talking about the kids play, Truth or Dare, where you get to pick, with Jesus, it's not an or, it's an and. And with Jesus, you've got the truth that you know that is there, and it's an invitation to live in a daring way that's in contrast to perhaps the way that you think you're supposed to live or the way the world tells us we're going to live. Now, we've been talking about how Jesus wants us to deny ourselves so that we can do the work God wants us to do. That's one of his teachings. And last week, we looked at that very difficult one where Jesus teaches us that we can't both serve God and wealth. And we're going to keep going into these deep and and impactful teachings that Jesus has for us. Now this particular one that Jesus has for us, I think, is very relevant for us in our world today. I really hope that everything that Jesus teaches can find our way to help us in our daily lives. You know, he did live 2,000 years ago, and there is a bit of a time gap. But this one in particular is really important for us because we live in an age where we overreact to so many things. In particular, Jesus has a teaching for us that can help us when we are dealing with being insulted or being belittled. Now, the reality is is that we're all subject to insults and to be belittled all the time in our lives and we need to know how to respond to that. And the problem is most of the time and all of the time, and I do this too, we have a disproportionate response to the times when we're insulted because we want to get our revenge. We want to look better, we want to put the person in our place, in their place, and that's how we live. But that's not how Jesus wants to live. That's not how Jesus teaches us that we're supposed to live. Rather, Jesus teaches us that there's a better way to move when we're being insulted in our lives, which is to be loving and caring. Now, this particular teaching that Jesus gives to us is one of the teachings where Jesus offers an example and then a counterpoint. There's times in the scriptures, and this one comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus says, you have heard it said, but I say to you, which means that Jesus is going to offer an observation about the way that we live, and then offer the counterpoint of how he really wants us to live. And then particular one that he gives is he says, you've heard it said that you have the chance if there's somebody takes an eye from you, you can take an eye from them. If they take a tooth from you, you can take a tooth from them. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Now, this particular teaching comes from an ancient source of wisdom from the Babylonian Empire that's called the Code of Hammurabi. Now, what's interesting about this, at least I think it is, and sometimes I can be a nerd about these kinds of things, is that this teaching that Jesus references, by the time he's bringing it to their attention, it was already 2,000 years old. It comes from the ancient Babylonian Empire, like I mentioned but 2000 years later people were still using that teaching to give them license to respond however they wanted in whatever situation they wanted and that sounds familiar to me at least in one of the ways that we live in our lives today now the fact of the matter is there's a, a sentiment here which is if you are protecting someone who's vulnerable you're going to do some things that need to be done if you're you're Defending your family, defending your spouse, defending your kids, defending your your friends in a, in a just way You know, we want to do that in a nonviolent way, of course, like Jesus teaches But if we're doing these things, then we're gonna respond But that's not what most of us, especially Most of us who are living in our world today and in our context is are really experiencing And Jesus goes on to say to be careful there because we can't take that teaching And think that's how we're supposed to live, even though that's how so many people live around us. So he gives that, he says, you've heard it said this way, but I say to you, this is how to live. And what's he say next? He says that if you are insulted, turn the other cheek. You've heard that phrase probably from Jesus' teaching before, that if you're hit on one side, turn to the right and turn the other cheek. Now, Again, this is where that abuse thing comes in. This is not permission to abuse anybody or to be abused. When they talk about that kind of a situation, it's more of an insult. It'd be like a backhand slap and not leaving a mark and not hurting anybody. I think if you can think of further down into more recent history for us, it'd be like if somebody slapped you with a glove. They're insulting you, but really, you're just supposed to take it and turn the other cheek. Now, Jesus teaches this because it's the more loving way to live and it's the high road way to live. But also think about this. What happens if we overreact to an insult? Don't we look bad? Don't we look worse? Isn't the retaliation almost worse than the in- initial insult? I mean, think about this example from sports, right? What happens if somebody gets a pun- punches you on the sports field, on the, on the football field, for instance, right? The-, the ref doesn't see the person who throws the first punch. Who does the ref see? The person who throws the second punch and they get in trouble now with instant replay everybody gets in trouble but the fact of the matter is we know that there's such a situation where when we find our way forward in these situations we never should retaliate we should just take the insult and move on because in this particular case it's a safe thing to do if there's no harm being done to you or to somebody else right and this can be a better way to live Jesus then also gives another example of how to make sure that we're living in a better way, which is to make sure that if someone's suing us for our clothes, this is a little bit of a joke and a little bit of a metaphor here, that we're willing to give them everything we're wearing. The particular thing that Jesus says, if someone's suing you for your coat, be willing to give them your cloak. Now, on the surface, we can really see this as a teaching from Jesus that we should not be involved with frivolous lawsuits. And that's a literal thing that we can think about we shouldn't instigate them, and we should find a better way to solve those kinds of disputes in our lives, right? And we know that those are really damaging to our our judicial system anyways. But if you do find yourself in a situation where you can't get out of this kind of a particular predicament, and someone's suing you for a part thing, Jesus is saying, give them more, give them anything they're asking for, if you're in a position to do so. This isn't being taken advantage of. This isn't a predatory situation. This is if you have it to give, you should. Now, what Jesus says here is, if they're suing you for your coat, give them your cloak, which needs a little translation from first century to 21st century. Now, what he's saying is if someone's suing you for your undergarment, give them your top coat as well. Now, remember, underwear had not been invented yet, but they did have a base layer that they would have worn. And what Jesus was referring to is the longer longer undergarment that people would have been wearing was the coat. And then the cloak would have been the overgarment that they would have been wearing. The toga type situation that you may be thinking of if you've ever seen any pictures of Jesus or renderings from that time, right? I should say made up pictures of Jesus. We don't have any real ones of him. And the point is, if you're involved with one of these situations, don't make it worse. Just take the high road. And in fact, actually, if you're willing to go that far, remember what the metaphor is is, is, is that you're going to end up being naked in court. Now, again, Jesus isn't saying you should be naked in the courtroom. You will get arrested for that in our world today. So please don't do that. But if you're willing to go further and further, what are you going to show? You're going to show the person that this is a ridiculous situation and that there's a better way to solve this. And that's going to be the more just and the more loving way. And Jesus wants to go that route. And there's one more thing that Jesus says here. He says, if someone forces you go to go one mile to take the road and go the second mile, which people back then would have known instantly what he meant. Because back then, if you were a Roman, you could force anyone to carry your equipment one mile, and that was the law. Now, the reality is that Jesus is saying that if you're in a position where you're going to do this, and you can do this, and this and you're capable of carrying the, their burden, then you should go another mile to show them you're willing to go further than what's required of you. Again, this should not be taken as a permission to be abusive or to abuse power or to have someone take advantage of you, but if you're in a position where you can do this, go another mile. Now, this is a difficult task for many people, but if you're in a position and able enough to do so, think about this. What, what it's saying is you're gonna spend 20 to 30 minutes if you think about it, carrying a pack. How many of us would then have another 20 to 30 minutes to help go further? Again, just an example of how to live in a way that is more aligned with God's justice and sense of purpose. Now, this teaching of Jesus doesn't stop there. He goes on to show further that there are so many ways that we can be petty like he says, but also there are things that are selfish in our lives that we've got to watch out for. In particular, he says, if someone is begging from you, give to them. If someone wants to borrow something from you, let them borrow it. Now, remember, this is in a healthy, a real, and a need way. Okay, so there were common back then, absolutely, and there were people that would have taken advantage of people who were lending them things that they needed. But Jesus isn't talking about those situations. He's talking about when people are really in need, we should help them. And when somebody wants to borrow something from them, from us, we should lend it to them. In particular, it's a reminder that we can be selfish with what we have, that we can withhold giving to others because we're being selfish, that we can withhold helping people out by lending them tools, lending them um, opportunity, lending them time in our lives. Right. If we don't do that when they really need it, we're being selfish. And remember, as we are followers of Jesus, those who are believing that that's the way to live, we have been given so much and we know God has given us more than we need so we can give back. And that's why Jesus is saying we need to give when we're called to give. We need to serve when we're called to serve so we're not being selfish. Now, This is a basket and bundle of teachings that Jesus gives to us that are full of truth and full of a daring invite to live in a particular way. What Jesus is saying is perhaps that there are people who can be petty and people can be selfish. And I guess that really isn't going out on a limb to say that people can be petty and people can be selfish because you know what, I can be petty, I can be selfish. And I'm not gonna sugarcoat it either, I'm sure you can too. Every one of us can be selfish, and every one of us can be petty. And Jesus is saying to you, the truth is, that's not how I want you to live. And Jesus is daring you to live out that truth, so you no longer live as a selfish person, but a person who is selfless and meeting the needs of others. So that we're not living as petty people, but rather responding with love in every moment we can. So Jesus is saying to you, here's the truth don't live as a selfish or petty person and I dare you to live as a selfless person putting the needs of others ahead of your own. So Jesus is calling you to hear this truth and live it out in a daring way. Jesus doesn't want us to live as selfish people. Jesus doesn't want us to live as petty people. Rather Jesus knows that there's a better way for us to live and to live out this calling. And you know what'll happen is when we live in selfless ways and live in ways that aren't petty, we have the kind of lives that Jesus wants for us. And not only, and this isn't selfish, this is the good part too, but then also the people around us have the lives that God wants for them. And you know what happens further? And I say this all the time because it's still so true. The world becomes more the place that God wants it to be. That's the truth that Jesus has for us. And there's a daring way to live this out and Jesus calls us to do this as best we can. Hey, thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to hear more from us, you can subscribe to this podcast or find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. We are at Park Ridge Presby on all platforms.